Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Oh, yeah. Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner, Rob Parker. No! It is not Rob Parker. Wow. It is Martin Weiss. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studio. We'll do it live! TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. And this, of course, right here, the odd couple is the way sports talk radio should be. So keep it locked here for the next three hours, Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM Channel 83. And before I introduce my next guest, I got to say, I was getting getting calls and texts today from Michigan and Louisiana. And all these people, I didn't know, but they told me they're friends and family members of Martin Weiss. And they were begging me to take it easy on him on his first, his opening (laughs) time on The Odd Couple. And, you know, they see how I pound Rob and VJ Husky (laughs) and Ephraim Salam and all the guys that fill in here, Brian No. And they wanted to make sure I took it easy on our guest 
Our fill-in for Rob Parker, Mr. Martin Weiss. What's up, man? Hey, Chris, when you, I thought you were getting all these texts from Michigan and Louisiana. I thought people were just trying to figure out where you were from. You know, <laughs> where, 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 where's the reunion? Where's the return? Hey, I'm surprised I, you didn't I, get a few from Ohio as well. I got connections to both, as you know. I got connections to both. But it's good to have you, man. Thanks and for look, having me. Martin Weiss is co-host of the Martin and VJ show every Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio. 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern. So uh, we glad to have you, man. We glad to have you. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate it. The day after the NBA draft, you know, yes. it's, a, it's a very, it's a fast, you know, Chris, I'm excited to be on with you today, one of the preeminent voices in NBA coverage. This is a huge basketball day. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, it I'm, is. I mean, especially when we're talking about this guy, Victor Wembanyama. I'm surprised Ooh. he flew across. He, I'm surprised he didn't just walk across the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> on his way to Brooklyn. Step, right, step, exactly. Right. You know, we, right. I mean, they're calling him the best prospect since LeBron. I mean, I, I can't – if anybody's got the history and the context to have the conversation, it's you, my friend, and I'm excited to be here today. Well, we about to do it, man, no doubt. Let's introduce the iCouple crew first. We got DJ Alex Tyshirt on the ones and the twos on a funky flashback Friday. He, where is Alex? I'm in the crates. That's right. That's right. Uh, on the updates is our man Steve DeSager. Hey, Steve. And running the show, Rob G, is off. So we have our man Patrick Suica doing it. He did a good job last night as we broadcasted live from 275 Park, the new comedy club in Brooklyn, New York. But tonight you brought it up, Martin. Let's get to it. Let's hear Greg Popovich, the legendary coach of the San Antonio Spurs, who uh, is now coaching, as you said, what some are calling the best prospect in American pro sports history, Victor Wimbayama. Here is Popovich. More than O's and X's to begin with, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, in an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be Victor. Uh, he's not LeBron or Tim or Kobe or anybody else. He's Victor, and that's who we want him to be. All right, Martin, uh, you can have first stab at it. What are your expectations this year? And, and we'll, we'll maybe get to the career as well. But what are your expectations for Victor Wimbanyama? See, I think he'll be, I mean, I'm thinking come out the gate somewhere more than 15 points a game, less than 20, more than 10 rebounds a game, less than 13, like around that area. So I'll say like 17 and 12, and I think that people are going to be vastly disappointed in it. And honestly, in part because of the reason of so much hype, like you said, you got newsbreakers saying yeah. that he's the best prospect in American sports history. Like <laughs> when you say things like that, the the idea that this guy is going to just come out and have a, a regular rookie year, that would be a massive disappointment in terms of the expectations set. If he comes out and averages 18 and a half and 12, it'd be one of the best rookie campaigns of all time. Right. But I don't know. Really, my so takeaway from the last people two people feel like like I hear you. I, I'm thinking 20 points, uh, roughly, maybe a little more. Eight to ten, eight or nine rebounds, two to three blocks, which obviously would be a great rookie season. So what are you? Because I think if he does that and he looks like like he shows us the promise of oh, oh yeah, he's the truth and everybody was right. 
I think people will be cool with that, even if it is 18 and 12, as you said. But what do you think people are expecting? I mean, Chris, when you talk about this guy is supposed to be the greatest prospect since LeBron James, well, I get that there's people that have, have and I and honestly, over the last three days, four days, I can immediately see how the whole split 20 years down the line of LeBron, people who will never accept LeBron as, I, I get it after watching this and the whole Victor so Wembanyama conversation. Saying, are, are you saying that, you know, I look, Jordan is, is widely regarded as the GOAT, but I've admitted that it's very possible, maybe even likely, that in 15 years when the people your age and even younger are controlling the conversation, that LeBron is regarded as the GOAT. But you're saying LeBron may not even get that little moment in the sun because it might just be when Bayama? No, what I'm saying is LeBron James walked in the NBA and after year two has averaged 27-7-7 until year 21. Right? right, he walked in to the NBA against Sacramento and had twenty points in Game One, and never no, really looked twenty-seven. Back. I was okay. there. there I go. believe it was twenty-seven, nine and seven, or something right. like twenty-seven. So it was like twenty-seven, yeah. nine and seven. He walked into the league and was ready to go. Man. No stop. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Full right. go. No stop. It's completely unfair to me to see this guy who's got the body we've never seen before, right, in terms of his his frame and what we say his ability is to expect him to come out and say, you know what, he's going to make 10 of the next 20 conference finals in his conference because that's what LeBron did. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to me. So, and I don't think necessarily in terms of the way that I don't believe he's got the polished offensive game to walk in the NBA and create seven to eight buckets for himself every night right now. He's going to get rebounds. He'll get his putback dunks. No run plays for him. But I'm wondering how many times when the rubber meets the road, late shot clock situation, you're passing the ball to Victor Wembanyama to get a move off. We've seen it well, in France. I, I feel but you. But we got to Le- see it with the next level of athleticism that we see in the NBA. Right. LeBron didn't have the polished game yet either. Now, he did have the athleticism in the body, but he wasn't much of a shooter when he came in the league. And like you said, he's the only player ever to step into the NBA straight from high school and be great right away. He wasn't obviously what he became, but he averaged 21 points a game as a rookie. However, he didn't lead his team to the playoffs until his third season. And so I I do think Wimbanyama can look, he's not a great outside shooter yet. He shot 29, 28% from three, but he does have the form where it makes it look like his jumper is going to be nice, you know, eventually, like it'll get better. He's got a post game, he's good on the pick and roll or the pick and pop, he's got footwork down low. And he runs the floor. And to your point, just being his size, I think he'll get to the foul line and he will get putbacks and dunks and things like that. And remember this too, Martin, because Popovich, even as he said, he's not LeBron, he's not Duncan, and we all get what he meant, he's Victor. But they are giving him, rightly so, the LeBron, Duncan, Kareem, Magic, Jordan treatment in that they are building not only the the team, but the culture around him. Like he, they're coming in and, and it's smart. 
we're building everything around him. So the offense, and Popovich is great at switching his offense and his style of play to his personnel. So right. I think he's going to put in whatever the best system is for Wimbayama. And remember, they're not a great team, certainly. Maybe not even a good team at this point. Uh, Chris, and somebody has to score. <laughs> they were yeah. a bad team last well, year. But I'm saying when he gets there, we'll see if they're still a bad team. Are they mediocre or whatever? But somebody's got to score. Kelton sure. Johnson averaged 22, for goodness sake, this year for them. So I think all of those factors, he should be around 20. Um, but I look, 18 and 12 and the promise, you know, you can just see in this game that, oh, this kid is the truth. I would be fine with that, but you're right. The expectations are so high that maybe some people look at that as a disappointment. I mean, because I mean, the way that we're setting it up, I mean, and and I mean, not just you, but like, and I've seen you go on TV and say things that will get clipped, and then you'll see the well, Twitter yeah, conversation. I'm going off of the, the converse, you know, if, but, if no, indeed, but, yeah, the, the point, what though, people are saying. To the point, the, though, the everybody scouts. wants to go back and point and be like, oh, he's just like Kevin Durant, right? Or something like, he's like a, a new, well, and Chet Holmgren before him was just like Kevin Durant. But when Kevin Durant was in college, we saw Kevin Durant at 6'10", exactly exhibit some of the best guard skills at the level we had seen. If you go back and watch He didn't the have the handle this kid has. Oh, KD didn't yeah. at the time? Well, yeah. I know that he was a knockdown shooter and he was bringing the ball right. up the court against, in Texas against like the highest level of, of, of American he competition the at level, that point. He didn't face the level of competition this kid has faced. Okay, you think, I would argue You that, think that yeah. Victor Webinyam has faced higher competition than Kevin yep. Durant did in college? Yep. The way the international teams – I mean, they beat up on our, our – college kids 30 years ago when we we stopped sending them to the Olympics. So, I mean, you playing in a professional league overseas, not like a top one. It's not the top one, but the French league is a good one. The team that beat his team in the finals yeah. has, had several ex-NBA players. So he's faced better competition than Durant faced at Texas 15 years ago. Okay, well, I I'll, believe. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm I'm Full disclosure, but I'm not haven't broken down. You know the other necessarily be better. I ain't but but what I was saying is we saw Kevin Durant. Durant exhibit guard skills in in college, like in college, and then we was able that was kind of easier to project. The questions about him was: Is he strong enough? Is he going to be able to bench right, press? That was it. Wasn't question. it wasn't the game? You know, it was nothing about his game. And I get that Victor Wembanyama is projecting to be a good shooter because of his form and so on. But a lot of so much of Victor. Feels like projection but in this really? moment, and See, I'm not I don't, saying I don't agree with that. I think the only concerns about him now he's a little different style game than Durant. He's not the shooter Durant was, but he's not gonna have to rely on his jump shot. He, like I said, he can post, he can get putbacks, he can get mid range, he can get you know dunks, he can run the floor. His footwork in the post is good, like. Uh. I'm just saying, this like, is, he can roll to the basket. Durant wasn't going to be doing that see, stuff. So, right, so even this, if his jump part of the problem, Chris, yet. This is part of the problem because if we're talking about him like he's supposed to be this guy, you show me like, – go back to the NBA Finals. Well, a big problem that Miami had offensively, Bam couldn't hit an 8- to 10-foot jump shot. Or, was, or wasn't taking – look, he wasn't taking those <laughs> jump shots where Jokic was being left – Jokic on defense was not necessarily forced to guard Bam in the same way right? that they're forced – that the Miami was forced to guard 
guard Bam. I mean, I'm sorry, that Miami was forced to guard Jokic on the offensive end. So Bam six nine. Okay, this kid's and, half a foot taller look, than Bam, and, and he was the, like the 13th pick in the draft. But I'm saying he's fine. He's a fine player. But which one is it going to be? Is he going to be the most dominant? You know, pro player out there in terms of because like yeah, Demontis Sabonis is the top five center in the league, but he wasn't shooting elbow free throw line jumpers, and it's a part of the reason why the Kings didn't advance. So like, what when is, we talk what, about, I don't get what you here. Let me let me make this quick point. The the only questions I have, and I I think most people have about Wimbanyama, is his frame and his health. I I look, I get it. He ain't Dirk Nowitzki yet from the outside. He's 7'5". He can shoot over anybody. What Like, he can run the floor. He's athletic. He's got a nice handle for a guy. That's all for sure. Like, he ain't just got to – Durant wasn't going to be able to go inside. Dirk either. This guy can do that to some degree. Hey, I just hey, you know, I, I I get it. He's not a finished product offensively, but you're talking about him like eh, his handle shaky, his his jump shot. Heck, he shot better from three than Scoot Henderson did this year in the G League. Yeah, but Scoot Henderson's got athleticism out of this world, and he's got the wings. This guy's six, seven eight, five wingspan. and athletic. Hey, I'm not I, Chris. I've read his stats. I've seen his height. I know all of that. But the thing, all I'm saying is, he was point, the MVP point across of the, the NBA. Grown men. So point across the NBA in the, this current landscape, well, that league got full of grown men. How many guys seven five and better are out here being the best players on their team? How many guys seven five or better are in the league in general? Well, there's the, a reason. Right. There's only been a couple of seven five guys ever. And, but here, the thing is, there's a but lot. But the, the you, problem with a lot of them was injuries. It wasn't their size. So when you come in telling me that this is the best prospect of all time, I'm thinking you gotta have some that has to calculate into it some form some form or fashion. You have to be able to say, I'm predicting this guy. The best prospect of all time should be predicted to have a 15, 20 year career of success. Right? So that well, he is. Well, he's this, not. We'll get we'll continue this. It's the odd couple, Chris and Martin. We're gonna pick this conversation right up where we left off at. Keep it locked. It's Chris and Martin, the I Couple, Fox Sports Radio. You got to have the bones. You got to have the structure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the I Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching F. SR. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder, 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He is Martin. That's right, Martin Weiss of the Martin and VJ Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Is sitting in for Rob Parker, who is off tonight. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there, wherever there may be. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free roll hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. We got Vinny Goodwill, host of the Good Word podcast, coming up at the bottom of the hour. You definitely want to keep it locked for our man Vinny 
He'll break down the NBA action for us. We've been talking about Big Vic Wimbayama, but we're going to move on now. There's a lot of other stuff going on around the association. And uh, Damian Lillard, two words. So uh, last night, of course, we mentioned that the Portland Trailblazers drafted Scoot Henderson, who many people expect to be a star. And that is not, not that Dame had anything against Scoot, but he wanted them to trade that pick for a seasoned, really a veteran star, I guess, that could help them compete for a championship. They didn't do it. And we have two developments. So we have the GM, Joe Cronin, last night, Martin, mm-hmm. who we're about to hear from now. I believe, do we have sound of Cronin? We're going to hear. We're, we're, we're going to hear from him in a second, basically talking about um, he has no plans to trade Damian Lillard. I don't, if we don't have it, that's fine. Okay, here he is. He said that, you know, I, I would love to see Dame retire a trailblazer. I have zero desire to trade him. Um, I really hope this works out here. And I think you can tell how excited I am about Scoot Henderson. Um, and he has a chance to be you know, a special player in this league. Okay. And then, Martin, I don't know if you saw it, because it was only about maybe an hour or two, about two hours ago, mm-hmm. at least the two hours ago when I saw it. Damian Lillard went, I believe, on Instagram Live and was vibing, bobbing his head to Welcome to Miami by Will Smith. Yeah, I saw this mess. You see? So what, when, did he, when did he run that? Did that? That was today, right? Yeah. Okay, so that, that you you said that with some attitude. Well, yeah. I don't know if you just a surly individual, anti Big Vic, anti Dame, or did you really not like Dame doing it? I don't know, but I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, I didn't like Dame. I'm sick of this mess. I'm sick mm-hmm. of it. Uh, how come Damian Lillard's no trade ask is stronger than Bradley Beal's no trade clause? Like I don't <laughs> understand. Why it's just like this energy and attitude of, well, you know, we really, I don't want to trade. That. Of course you don't want to trade the best player that your franchise has had in the last 15 years. However, if you are doing your job, which objectively is to improve the team. Right. Right. To win games with the goal of eventually winning a championship. You are no closer than you were at game 41 than you were at game 82 this season. And the only difference between the Portland Trailblazers then and now is Damian Lillard was playing, and then he was on the bench because they benched him down the end of the stretch, you know, load management, so on. He got hurt, and then they didn't finish out the season. I don't – look, I am all for the idea of a guy being, as Chris Broussard would say, Ten toes down in a city and and locking in, right? I especially as a guy who grew up as a fan of small market teams. I right. I, I, I I love that. I love the fact that he has wanted to stay in Portland this whole time. But I, if you asked Marcus Smart twenty four hours ago, he would have said I would have loved to retire a Celtic. I'm sure of it. He's up there with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale in terms of playoff games played. Right. So I think I think what you're saying is that the Blaze, regardless of what Dame wants, the Blazers should trade him. Yes. Yes. And look- I don't even think it'll take that. Like, look, I, I was surprised by Damien's Instagram post because I don't think he wants to be traded, but that certainly would make you think, okay, now he's finally got the hint. 
it's time to leave Portland if I ever want to sniff a championship? That would be nice. I hope so. But I do agree with you, Martin. It is best for Damian Lillard, and it is best for the Portland Trailblazers to part ways. It's over. And to your point, now look, I I would sit down with Dame, try to work, you know, make it an amicable thing. Sure. Not like Marcus Smart got moved. We we know he's not in the class of Damian Lillard. Sure. But at the same time, I am not making a bad trade just to send Damian to Miami, say, where he said he'd like to go, right? Miami or Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I don't know why he wants to go to Brooklyn. Like, you be in the same situation that you're in in Portland. I mean, you might be a tad bit better in the East with Brooklyn than you are in the West with Portland, but you're not winning the championship. You're not even getting close. Sure. And Miami, people are saying, well, you know, all Dame's done for them. They should send him to Miami even if it's not the best deal. Has he been playing for free in Portland? <laughs> you're not like, what? is he doing them all these favors? Yes, he's been a great player there, and he deserves respect, and you should try to work with him. But at the end of the day, as you said, they have to make the best deal for the Portland Trailblazers. And if that means sending him somewhere else, I I would not want to send him to a bad team. But I'm not going to be locked into the Miami Heat if I don't think they got the best deal. Now, and that's what I want to talk to you about. What do you think is the best place for him or who could make the best deal. I like Boston if they were to give up a Jalen Brown. I like Philadelphia if they were to give up a Tyrese Maxey and maybe a Tobias Harris. I like those better than what I can get from Miami. I'm not getting Bam or Jimmy Butler, so I don't I don't necessarily want anything else they have. Well, the the thing is, if yeah, if I'm trying to turn around and compete in the Western Conference, I would think that maybe Miami doesn't have the best option. Maybe like I get more out of a Jalen Brown from Boston or so on. But I'm expecting if Portland were to make this trade, it's to retool, rebuild around Scoot. And, you know, not to say you'll win when you can, but there's going to there'll be obviously step back along the way. You're not trading an all-NBA guy. That's what Damian Lillard is, a first or second team all-NBA guy when he's playing the commensurate amount of games to qualify. You're not trading him expecting to get better, I don't think. I think that so you're trading him with the expectation that you'll take a step back. I think if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you should take a hard look at the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Zion? No, no, no. I'm saying just reverse a few years back to the guy who was oh, also oh, oh. in Damian Lillard's draft class, Anthony Davis. They Anthony Davis didn't have a trade, a no trade clause, but there was a place that he was heavily interested in going. The whole world knew about it. And the Pelicans held them over a barrel, and to the point you look at them a few years later down the line, they've turned Lonzo Ball and the rest of the young Laker core that was the young Laker core either into the core that when Zion was healthy was the second or first best team in the Western Conference by record. You got a lot to feel good about. Would you would you in, trade if Dame if if New Orleans would do it for Zion? Would I trade Dame for I would Zion? Want, I would love to get Zion if I'm Portland. I I'll be honest, I'm all, I'm out on uh, uh, the big fella. Really? Chris. Already? Chris. Look, it, it, already. 
Yeah, it's, four years in. How Joel Embiid look at this point in his career? Joel, he missed the two for first two and a half years of his career, and somehow managed to play more than 120 NBA games total. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like despite the injuries that he had in the first two years of his career, Zion is no, not available. I, no, but he's more available than Embiid was early in his career. But you talk. I don't see the. I mean, I see. The no, injury I'm just comparison. The guy can I get be what you're saying. Early and then you know come out of it. Yeah, but one of them seven feet two two seventy five. Right, it, would make it harder. I think. I hear you, but when I'm looking at guys who getting you getting a soft tissue injury in January and, and then we're shutting it down until now. The last time we saw Zion from January second so to it's now. Attitude. Look. Whatever attitude, professionalism, whoever you want to call it, there's a fact of the matter that being in good, good shape, being in, I was just going to say good, being in the best possible shape that you can be is part of your job as a professional right. athlete. Right. It's part, like very much the same way that if I was going to lose my voice, it's my job to keep my voice together. If I'm going to be on the radio, I, I got to have a voice. Otherwise, I can't work. Right, it doesn't say anything about me as a person. Me, no, but, I feel, but I if feel I can't you. talk, then I can't right. do this job. Right, I, so. I, I, I feel you. I, look, I don't think Portland, and I know they're a long way from you know competing for a championship, but I'm just saying they see they have young pieces. It's not just Scoop. You've seen Anthony Simons; he can play. Sure, Shaden Sharp; he can play. He's got promise, and I would not. Get rid of all my veterans. You need some veterans. You don't need a superstar veteran when you got a bunch of young players. But you don't want to have all young players. Like Houston, I don't need any more young players down there. All right? Sure. Just get some basic average veterans now with those guys to man the locker room, to show them how to be professional, and to help your team be the best it can be and get the young guys to play up to their potential. I, I, I kind of like Nurkic still with Portland and Jeremy Grant if they re-sign him. Um, so I I hear you on that, you know, they might. I just don't think they need to. I, they need to get the best deal. I don't really want Tyler Hero if I'm Portland. He's making a lot of money. I got some g- good perimeter players. I don't need to pay him all that money to be well, my fourth best perimeter player potential. I think, and I, and, and, uh, that's contract, why I kind of like Zion if they could get him well, because he'd be a position you don't have. Well, the thing about the guys like Tyler Hero and stuff like that, we'll have to see how it all plays out with the new CBA in place. And I'm not trying to bore anybody because let's be honest, I didn't read it and neither did uh, neither did the listeners, right? But. Right. It seems as if there's going to be some real some real prohibitions right. against not spending, right? So if you're you're gonna have to field the team, it seems that there's there's punishments for going over the second apron and trying to come in under, you know, the the salary floor. So a guy like Tyler Hero, I think, may have value just as a salary, almost in the same way that Jordan Poole. Well, I mean, essentially, realistically, for all intents and purposes, Golden State had a salary dump. And they just yes. happened to get Chris Paul back. You know what I'm saying? It's like there was a, but it was a salary dump. Right. But the Wizards are incentivized to take the salary in part because they got to pay somebody for the next two, three years right. to right. fill their roster. So I think that Tyler Hero's value, while it's kind of backwards and it's almost disrespectful to him as a player, could have another extra level when it all comes down to that. But the thing that interests me, and I was trying to get this out before we went to commercial in the last break. Sorry for stepping on you. We were talking about the uh, international players, uh, you know, Lucas and the Zions. I mean, Luca and the Giannis's and the so on, right? Right. 
These guys are going and playing professionally really before American kids are getting driver's licenses. And part and that's kind of the argument as to why they come out a little more polished, right? Right. Uh, it's in Scoot played two years in this G League Ignite. I wonder just how much of quote unquote going to the American school of basketball, for lack of a better term. Like, you know, if you assume that Jokic went to the Serbian school of basketball, he's playing pro at a yeah. certain age. I wonder what the impact will be after seeing it for two seasons, When especially when you hear about the reporting out of how he comes out of these workouts and he's just so intense in his workouts and so seemingly uh, uh, so purposeful in his workouts. It makes me wonder just how he'll be able to deal with some of the levels of professionalism like Olden Polonice was talking about a minute ago. We're talking about road trips and so on. So it makes me think – what is Scoot gonna be really like? I want. I think it's a a quantity you can't call right now in terms of okay. that aspect. All so right, we go. There we might be something it, there. Yeah, we'll throw it out to you guys, the callers eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Is it time for Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers to break ties? And where would you like to see him go? It's your turn to weigh in with Chris and Martin, the I Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. 
His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is the Odd Couple. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there, wherever there may be. They've got an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Mark Stein, friend of the show and fantastic NBA reporter, will join us at the bottom of the hour to keep us up to date and up to speed on all things association. And speaking of that, of course, as Martin said at the top of the show, it's all NBA wall-to-wall, baby. And we have another topic we have yet to delve into tonight. That's how much is going on. And it is Chris Paul being traded to the Golden State Warriors. Martin, what are your thoughts? Well, it's funny, Chris. I don't know if you noticed, but have you noticed in your morning meetings for first things first that I've been on the Zoom as well? Have you no. even seen that? Are you that? serious? Yeah, no. I've, been, I've been working on your show from, since you know, Wednesday. I, have, I don't, I don't like. I, I'm just kind of on list. I mean, I'm yeah, talking, yeah. but I don't have like the audio, the visual. Sure, and, and and it's not like you guys. Wow. Are, you, right, guys, so are you helping with our show? So I've been cutting. I've been cutting tape for your show uh, since Wednesday, and I will all next week as well. I bring that up to say my reaction to the Chris Paul trade is the very same one I saw you have on TV (laughs) as it was happening, right? As it was happening and and Wiles was trying to spring and they were this is not a joke. I'm dead serious. And you kind of had the Alonzo morning gif of like, you looked, you you, you furred your brow, you you twisted your eyes a little bit. You said, hey, hold on a second. Wait, what, really? Then you kind of shrugged the side a little bit, thought about it a little bit more. It's like, well, okay. So I guess (laughs) I'm kind of like, really? Well, okay. Uh, in terms right. of this Chris Paul trade, uh, I love the fact that in a salary dump of Jordan Poole, if that's what the organization felt was the best thing to do, I disagree with that in a sport, but I'll get that in a second. Do you? I'll, yeah, I'll get so to you that. you think they should have kept Poole? Okay. Well, I'll get to that in just a second. But in a salary dump for Jordan Poole, in a league in which we're trying to get rid of like move salary, stuff like that, right, right. to get a guy back who has the basketball intelligence of Chris Paul, I think is a win, right? I think that's a big win, especially when you see how – we talk about Golden State having this chaotic offense or a chaos offense. Well, 
I think we really saw what chaos was in Golden State's offense as Jordan Poole got more possessions and more high-leverage situations, right? It was a little bit like, what are you doing in that moment? Right. Now, okay. my th- part of the thing, is I, I, I do not believe that necessarily going in on the youth movement, I mean, going in on the old movement in Golden State is the best idea. I think they kind of lucked into the last one, the last ring that they were able to get. And while you have Steph Curry as an all-time great, and and I'm not but trying what to— what do you—if you—I mean, to me, I think you have to maximize Steph's prime, which I, he still is in. I agree, he, right? but so, I question so whether or not— for it. But I question whether or not maintaining the, the triumvirate of Clay Thompson and Draymond Green at this point is maximizing Steph's prime. Like, I think that— Don't I, let me ask you this. If they have Steph, their big three— uh-huh. Plus Wiggins, and they have Looney, and they get some size. It doesn't have to be great size, but just size—a seven-footer, a Mason Plumlee. Just throw that out. Brooke Lopez, somebody sure. like that. Are they not right there in the championship hunt again? I and think, you know, you need some depth, but you know, they can get that. I mean, they'll be a playoff. They went around, but I just when I'm looking at with a with a Brooke Lopez, they would only they're not a t- contender. I'm saying they'll win a round or two. I'm not, but I'm saying if I was slotting them, there wouldn't be my favorite, and they wouldn't be second. You know, and I think wow. that I would probably have I'd have Denver above them, and maybe two or three teams from the Eastern Conference above them in that slot because I don't believe that Clay Thompson is the player that he once was, and that's no knock. He's, he's had not, all, but he's still good. He led the league in three pointers made last year. I get that, but when you were watching the postseason, you was watching that Lakers series. A lot of what the reason why? I mean. Think about this team was brought to the brink against the Sacramento Kings. And DeMontis Sabonis won't shoot a free throw line jumper. And De'Aaron Fox had broke the tip of his finger. And the guy like Malik Monk. But that's why they need to add to it. You know what I'm saying? And they had a year. We know they had all types of mess going on in their locker room. So let's get to the Jordan Poole thing. So I thought they definitely it was right to ship him out. It's not his fault he got punched. You can talk about he had attitude problems once he got signed and all that all you want. He still didn't deserve to get sucker punched, obviously. But that being the case, they needed to get him out of there and get the stench of that incident out of their locker room. I And you, look, I like Chris Paul, obviously. He's an all-time great Hall of Famer. I got to be honest, though, Martin. I think they should have and could have, I would think could have, but definitely I would have liked them to get more for Jordan Poole than a 38-year-old Chris Paul who doesn't fit their style of play. And so that I think they will end up changing the style of play just a slight bit. I agree with to you, To what? I agree with you. To a point, if they're going to gonna be a high-pick-and-roll team, that's not going to suit them that well. But I do wonder with Steph as he's – because, like, the thing about when everybody was talking about the Lakers and the Warriors, how old the Lakers were. Like, Steph is Steph is not a young man, like, in terms of the NBA comparison. And he runs like he's young. He hasn't been hurt in the umpteenth years after he had his ankle injuries to start his career. But I do wonder if all the miles that he's running on a consistent basis – you want to talk about leaning into Steph's career? Understandably, he seems. I mean, I'm not saying. He, look, I'm just. He, we're trying to keep the out thing the runway. Turn them around. Uh huh. The thing that got them to be what they became was running the motion offense, the high player movement, high passing, high ball movement offense. They went to the high pick and roll with Steph down. You know, playing like most point guards play 
out of necessity against the Lakers. Sure. And obviously it didn't work. But there is no way they would they would not have a chance. They would not be better running the same offense essentially that most NBA teams run. No, I don't think they would either. But I think what which is what but, Chris Paul kind of brings. But it, just just humor me for a moment here. It seems like Golden State has an offensive system, right? But Steph Curry and Clay are the two guys that can pretty much shoot whatever the hell shot they want, right? right? And and really. It's Steph and then Clay. Like Steph is the one that is is kind of rotating and managing that scenario. He's one of one. For whatever reason, the Warriors seem to put Pool in like a mini Steph role almost. Right. And it was like I don't think that that had any. Like I think that was a a, a, a failed thought concept. They got a championship out of it. Well, yeah, but I think in general though, and you know, I I subscribe a lot to getting punched in the face at work that would really throw me off and I wouldn't want to be there either right right? I think especially the response to what happened after the fact if DJ Alex Teicher comes here and punches me in the face I'm not saying he's got to lose his job but I am saying we're gonna have to have (laughs) to get suspended yeah 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 yeah, yeah. somebody's got to do something and it ain't gonna be me you know what I mean like is this like so that's that's what I do feel that but I think that when you have a Chris Paul here I I if 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 he watched Kyle Lowry in the last two seasons and said, "He, I, I think he should look at that and be like, this is my blueprint. This is how I can get this done. I can come off the bench for a team that has already established guys around me, and even though Miami didn't have a super established point guard, he's coming off the bench right, for the younger guys who are playing in front of him. When it matters, when it's crunch time, generally he's on the court, right? Well, maybe. I mean, I think that will depend on – the circumstances. I look the the only basketball reason that I like this. I mean, I don't like it in general, but the only positive basketball reason I see for this trade is that we know they were horrible when Steph was off the floor last year. So now, if Chris Paul is running your second unit, presumably you're going to be better than you were a year ago. That's the only reason I like it. And to your point, I don't really like this for Chris Paul because I still think Chris Paul is a starting a good starting caliber point guard. See, I don't think so. Or potentially he averaged 14 and 8 last year on a team that he was the second best player on a middle you know, middle C playoff team. And and like he was top 5 in assists. I'm not he certainly can't be your first or second best player next season on a great team, but I do think he could be your third. I think if he can stay healthy. So that so that's I mean, again, that's if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Like, you know, that's the thing. The last three seasons, we've seen well, we, Chris Paul. We're so many teams. We saying that about as far as health. I know, and I and I and I know the whole. You know, I'm not trying to relitigate the history of the Clippers, or you know, if you know, if Kevin Durant didn't hurt his Achilles, who knows about the the Raptors? I'm not trying to do all of that, but I think when you have seen consistently that Chris Paul has gotten injured in the playoffs. That, that matters to me. Like, the availability uh, matters good. to me in a high level because you are only going to play. We saw it this year with Phoenix right now. They had they only had four guys they really loved, right, when it came down to it in the playoffs. They were looking for that fifth guy. They were trying to figure it out, and they didn't end up getting it figured out. These championship teams, these teams that make long runs, they have – 
a six, seven-man rotation that is rock solid. They feel good about almost all of these guys. And maybe you're swapping the seventh guy out. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, instead of Michael Porter Jr. playing 45 minutes or 40 minutes a game, he plays 20 because we're going to pull him out here, put Christian Brown out here because he's going to give us a little bit more in where we actually need. But generally, those rotations are kind of locked in. I think that Golden State didn't have a guy in Jordan Poole they could play in the playoffs. They do have a guy now in Chris Paul that they can so play like in the playoffs it. as long as he can get to the playoffs. You like the trade. I like the trade okay. in the sense, but I, I don't think it's they, not there something. There needs to be a lot more coming, though. But I don't think they were winning a championship, like, right, like, b- before they traded no. for Chris Paul, they weren't winning the ring. After they traded for Chris Paul, I still don't think they're in winning. No, they, they need that, to get some size. Exactly. So I don't they think. They need to go out there and get some size. But I do think on a basketball way, it can work in terms of the things that you were discussing. But, again, it's going to come down to can Kevon Looney get 35 rebounds a game because that's what it's going to take. Nah, they got to get some. They, exactly. I mean, they, I mean, obviously that's an exaggeration. So but that's, I mean, but that's what it's going to take. You know, they it's going to take more, more roster building around it. But I, I think right. that Chris Paul's a backup point guard if he can accept that. All right, it is the I couple. Chris Broussard, Martin Weiss in for Rob Parker. Your turn to weigh in, 877 877- 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Do you like the Chris Paul trade to Golden State? Your thoughts next, I couple Fox Sports Radio. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 